Well, welcome to this special episode of Lady Space Podcast. And um, Derek Scott III, co-lay leader of the Florida Conference, here with my great friend and colleague, the Alice Williams, the great Alice Williams, my co-lay leader. Alice, how you doing today? I'm fine, Derek. And I just got to say, you know, there is no greater joy than being a co-lay leader with the amazing Derek Scott III. <laughs> oh, right back at you. And I'm just curious, we're, we're recording this on the Monday after annual conference. Uh, so I'm just wondering, have you recovered yet uh, from our great time together? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I honestly, I got home and for the first time in a long time, I was physically exhausted. I think I was emotionally spent because I was all over the board emotionally. Um, but spiritually, oh my goodness, Derek, my cup runneth over and I don't want to get over it. I just want to continue to keep that flame going. Uh, it was, it was awesome. It, it was, it was, you know, I went hopeful and hope filled, but it exceeded all my expectations. It really did. I, I gotta say, same, uh, super same. I definitely driving home on Saturday, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna finish this weekend out? I had some other things to do and um, places that I needed to show up pretty, you know, pretty brightly and um, definitely was able to do it. But gosh, like annual conference definitely wore me out, but in all of the good ways and I just came away so, so grateful for our time together. So Alice, I, I think it'd be really cool if you could give us just a brief recap of what happened at this year's annual conference session from the laity perspective. Oh, wow. Okay, so, um, so well, first off, there was this amazing laity session. And I have to say, I just think it was brilliant, brilliant on the planner's part to enable um, the lady session and the clergy session, we wanted to try something different this year. They were all set. So the mm. clergy got to come to the lady session yeah. and we started it with a hymn saying, we need to do that every year. Every the year. Hymn, we got to do it. Yes. It was so the good. Hymn singing, the hymn singing, it was, it was way better than singing in the shower. I mean, it was fabulous. <laughs> it really was. And Jeremy Hearn and the, the, the folks that, that did the music this year, what a blessing they were. And it was, there was something for everybody. It was hand claps, just hand claps fun. for sure. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was just fun. So there was that, um, and I, 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 the the amazing thing also that happened obviously was the the clergy session this year. We approved eleven people to be licensed, twenty four people to be commissioned, and twelve people to be ordained, and and everyone made it. <laughs> everyone made it. Yeah. And yeah. And, 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 I, you know, I, I'm just going to claim it for what it was. You know, it was a Holy Spirit moment. But we did, we commissioned LBGTQ folk uh, in, in the process. And I am absolutely, uh, you know, just, just so proud of our annual conference for being willing to, to, you know, say that this is the time. And they felt the Holy Spirit's movement. Yeah. And it wasn't just a, by, you know, a thin margin either. It was decisive. So um, it was, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty you, awesome. You know, Alice, I, I gotta say one thing that struck me about the, the clergy session and the general feeling that uh, those of us who were in that space, clergy session is a closed executive session of the conference. Um, one of the things that I just really appreciated was the sense of, yes, this is 
this is this is where we are. There, there was this sense to me of it seems right to us and the Holy Spirit to affirm the ministry of all of these candidates, including our queer candidates. And it it just seemed so very settled. It seemed it was dynamic, but not in the way that like was like over the top. It was more like, to me at least, we are here. This is where we are. And I just really for my soul, I really appreciated this sense that many of us have been on a journey towards queer inclusion in the church. And a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us have come to a place where at the very least, an exploration of what it means to affirm the call of queer individuals in the life of clergy um, was something that we all said yes to most of us said yes to. So I just yeah. really appreciated it. There, yeah, in, in commissioning those individuals, um, you know, I liken it to when the church first allowed people of color to be, you know, clergy, or when women right. were able to be. Right. I mean, it was, it was, in some ways, it was that, that monumental. It really, really was. Now we got to live into that though, right? I mean, so there's, you know, now we have the responsibility to live into uh, ensuring that we are nurturing uh, and truly being inclusive in that. And then as, as laity, we got to think about in our churches and whatnot, not every church is going to be called to, to necessarily, uh, you know, have, have a queer pastor off the bat. I understand that. I know that. Mm -hmm. Yet, how do we think about that though? Because, now, appointments are set for this year. They're done. Uh, but in the future, um, you know, God willing, this won't be, you know, just the first group of people. There will be others behind them. And, mm -hmm. and we're going to need to make sure that, that we are in a place, in a space, as laity in our, in our congregations, where we are truly willing to accept. And it's not just queer. It's, you know, people of color people who may speak English as a second language. I mean, all of the ways that we need women. I, I know congregations that still struggle uh, to have a woman in the pulpit. So we mm -hmm. just need to make sure you know, that we are allowing ourselves to be open uh, to, to truly live into what it means to be an inclusive church. And I'll just follow that up, Alice. You know, we congregations that are not ready to receive queer clergy are able to let the conference know, let their district superintendents know through their special profile. But I really wanna encourage um, congregations that are ready to receive queer clergy to let their district superintendents know, put that in your church profile that the, the conference needs to know who is ready to explore this new opportunity of mission and ministry um, with a group of people that for so long have desperately looked for their place in the life of the church. So I just want to put that out there. Um, there was more that happened at annual conference, so we don't want to sit here, but but I'm just really, really excited about this particular piece. Absolutely. And 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 I don't want to underestimate to, you know, there's... I just am so impressed with how people approach this and and the the whole my words the whole vibe of of annual conference and and I'm I, I'm gonna call it out here too you know it's it's I missed seeing some people there were there were folks that weren't there this year that I know I, I probably won't see at an annual conference again right. 
Right. Uh, some of them are churches that disaffiliated. I texted some of them and I, I just told them, I said, you know, I just want you to know that, that you are being thought of right now and that I missed the opportunity to, you know, having seen you uh, this year. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, there were some there were some amazing things that happened, too. There was a resolution uh, that was affirmed. We don't pass resolutions per se, but it's more that we affirm them. Uh, and uh, it does not mean that it's, uh, it becomes church law or anything like that for us to uh, affirm a resolution. But the, the body affirmed a resolution that will have impact, I think, on General Conference 2024, and that is around regionalization, um, in, particular, in particular for the United States. Uh, right now, the U.S., uh, we are a 12 million um, uh, member church worldwide, and the U.S. is is the largest portion of that. But that's shifting, thank God, right? We're seeing uh, the church, the Methodist church, United Methodist church grow in mm -hmm. uh, Africa. We're seeing it in the Philippines. We're mm -hmm. starting to see growth in South America. And it won't be long before the U.S. is, is no longer uh, the majority of, of United Methodists. Uh, and so, the thing that I think will will help us to get the farthest along as a denomination is the ability for us to be able to realize and hold on to the things that we hold in common, but then allow enough freedom uh, for regions, if you will, conferences, regions, to be able to live into their calling as, as they feel led. And so for us, for the United States to become a region uh, will enable us to be able to move in a direction that we feel called around inclusion that other areas in the Methodist United Methodist Church or other brothers and sisters in Christ may not be able to or feel able to at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, so, so the affirmation of that resolution was huge in helping to send a word uh, forward to other annual conferences and jurisdictions that that Florida uh, affirms the thought that that it makes sense for us to explore regionalization uh, at 2024 and hopefully that will get passed. Mm. So I, I, that was huge too. Yeah, and and it was such a a huge moment um, for me personally, just being in the body. I, I'll, I'll say there's a couple of things that I, I really appreciate about this idea around the US as a regional conference. It's a piece of a larger conversation about regionalization across our denomination, as you have said. And the primary champions of this change in the way that we relate to each other in the United Methodist Church, this is really coming out of what we call the central conferences, the yes. parts of United Methodism that are outside the US. Right. There are individuals in the Philippines and throughout Africa specifically that have been the primary champions and, and the the even the um the originators of this idea around regionalization in this particular moment of our church. Um, and so I think it's really important that the US gets aboard, gets on board their idea that this really is not, this is not really something that though we talked about it in the US, where we are now and the way that we're thinking about regionalization now really has been inspired and, and the folks who are leading the way are outside the US. So that's one piece. The other piece, and, and you've mentioned this, Alice, it is, you know, often the way things work is that the general conference rules on something and then it kind of trickles down uh, 
through the rest of the denomination. But in this sense, what we're doing is the, the church on the ground is speaking up to General Conference, if you will. We are, and as members of the delegation, we are walking into General Conference with a message from our annual conference saying, right. this is what we want. Absolutely. Which I think is also something really special and powerful. We're not gonna, people are expecting us to come back from General Conference with some movement on this particular issue among many issues. But on this particular piece, they are expecting us to move in a direction on this. So just, I think all of that is really, really important as we think about US as a regional conference. And, and I'm so here's here's all of this causes me to be hopeful and hope filled for General Conference 2024, which is now like 11 months away. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. You know, it's coming down. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I just I'm just so grateful uh, for how the Holy Spirit is moving and, and, the, and the way that it is and that we are seeing um, we are seeing the opportunity for people to live into the callings that they have. And we're. We're, we're we're doing this in a way that I think is respectful to one another, uh, and and it's, it doesn't tear down but builds up. And and I just you know I just pray that it all uh, glorifies God in a way that um, you know that that we will be able to uh, to at twenty twenty four position ourselves so that we can get back to the business of making disciples and you know doing all the things that we we should be doing uh, as, as followers of Christ. There were some other things at annual conference. I just, it, it, and I'm sure you'll uh, put a note on when we do this. But um, folks, if you have the opportunity, go to flumc.org and you can click on annual conference 2023. And there's, there's, you can see the videos if you didn't and weren't able to catch them. But uh, Dr. Carla Works um, spoke to us from the um, uh, theological so seminary. Uh, Wesley Theological thank Seminary. You, Wesley yeah. The yeah. Thank you. Wesley Theological Seminary that's in Washington, D.C. Wow. So you need great. to listen. So you great. need to listen to both of those Bible studies. They were amazing. Uh, just just really, really well done. Uh, so please get a chance to look at those. Uh, and then also the Reverend Jasmine Smothers, who is good friend of both Derek and I. Yeah. Uh, we've we've yeah. been blessed to know her. Boy, she just put it out there about daring to hope. Dare to hope was her message, and it was inspiring. It was right in your face, kind of. It was just fabulous. It really was. If you haven't had a chance to to um, to to listen to that, you really need to do it. Actually, that should be like mandatory for all laity. <laughs> I, I, I think so. I really do. It was a powerful, powerful message. Um, Part of a powerful annual conference. Um, it was. What else? What else do we want to? Well, highlight? and Bishop yeah. Berlin's message. I, I just want to say too, if you didn't get a chance to catch Bishop Berlin's message mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Thursday afternoon, you need to do that too. I, it's just it, it was all good. Then, then you, so the, you know, all of it was amazing. It, it truly was. And there were moments that you know you, you you'd laugh, you cry. I mean, it was it was not that it's all about the emotion. But it was it was that kind of thing, and it, and in some ways it was surprising, uh, just about how how great it was. Now that being said, you're going to ask me because I know you are. What was my favorite part? You're going to ask me that. Yeah, I I I I, I really want to hear Alice Williams's highlight, like the the one that the the one memory that's just sticking in your brain 
from this year's annual conference. And I know that I just asked an impossible thing. So feel free to give us two. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, knew, I, knew, you, I knew you were going to ask me that and I needed. So, so Derek, here's a couple of things. Um, can I, you know, I, I don't mean this in any other way, but we're in this role. I, I didn't, I, I didn't necessarily ask, ask to be called Laylier, but we ended up here and, I, and I'm loving it. Please people understand that I'm, I'm humbled and blessed to be able to do this but there was there were moments looking out um at the body uh and and it started with the laity session and just looking out there and my heart wasn't strangely warm my heart was strangely on fire just looking out and seeing lady and clergy together mm -hmm. uh in that moment that that had to be one that truly had to be one mm -hmm. and then i i i, I just got to claim it um so Again, not not asking for any of this to happen, but just it's just the way it's worked out. Have, having found myself in in this issue around inclusion and and what that means and and how 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 we as the church, the, the body of the church, has struggled with it and whatnot. Derek, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say that um, when it came to the service of commissioning and ordination, uh, that was that was. That was like a Simeon moment for me. Simeon was the, the one who held the Christ child in dance. You know, um, yeah. I, I didn't know if I would ever see this moment happen. But but not only did I get to see it, but to be a part of it. Um, there there was, I, um, I'll get choked up even now. There was, a, there was, I, 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 there's, there's, there's not enough words to say how grateful I am. To have been able to have, have actually uh, witnessed that, and I am so humbled by how God has moved among us and where we are right now. And I am so, I am so honored uh, to have shared that moment with you, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. and just just to be able to to say, yeah, I, I was there when that happened. So there's that. Um, the other thing is, I am I am just so elated, and again humbled by the fact that people are still wanting uh, to step into the clergy role. So we had all of these folks that were commissioned and ordained. And then at the end, they did a call and there were people that came forward that wanted, and, and whether they will they will actually get through uh, the ordination process, commissioning, I, I don't know. I don't know that, God knows that. But here's what I do know. When people say yes, whether they are clergy or they are laity, they will be better laity or they will be yes. better clergy for yes. it. And, and, and I guess that's what I want to say to everyone. God has something for each of us, Derek. There's, there's something out there for us to do. It, it may be calling to be clergy, but I, most of the people I know, it's, it's just to answer the calling to be better disciples of Christ, to be the, the salt and light to the world, and to do it in a way that's loving uh, and, and that people know that, that we are followers of Christ, not by what we say, but by what we do. So yeah, so those those were some of my moments. How about you? Okay. It's a it's an impossible, impossible <laughs> thing to like, what are the one or two? I'll say that for me, one part that just um, continues to reverberate in my soul is the 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 combination of Gertrude Stewart. Oh. In the laity session, yes. 
praying and admonishing and encouraging us as the older adult representative on the board of laity and also members of the youth delegation jumping up to give the dance break yes, during yes. during one of the plenaries. It's this combination and intergenerational reality that we're living in, in the Florida conference where we, we really do have the generations gathered and not, not, and everybody's got a place. Everybody's got a seat. Everybody gets the mic. Everybody gets on the platform and, and it's all important. And so thinking even about the, the folks who just came through this process, the 20 somethings that are provisional yes, clergy yes, now. Yes, um, yes. Oh my gosh. But also thinking about the folks who are not 20 something who are coming through the process as well. And, and the, the intergenerational nature of the laity. Um, and I, that is a highlight for me that it's not just a church dominated by the young bucks. It is not just a church dominated by the old guard, but it's a, it's a church that literally has an intergenerational reality right in front of it. And this Absolutely. is the group that is moving into the future of the United Methodist Church. I am so, so grateful for that. Um, and I'm going to stop there because, yeah, no, I'll say this. My campus ministry colleague and my pastor got ordained this year, too. And so that's, <laughs> ah, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, okay. Those are my two. All right. Intergenerational and my people. Okay. That's <laughs> perfect. I'm going to say one more, Derek, and I don't Go mean to it. embarrass Go you on this or not. <laughs> Folks, if you, it, it'll be on the Thursday afternoon. So there was um, a very brief time at the end of Thursday that we got the opportunity, Derek and I, to give the lay leader uh, update. Well, there, there wasn't a lot of time to do an update, so we didn't really do it. We both just had a couple of things that were on our hearts. You need to hear Derek Scott the Third, what he had to say and what he had to share about his grandmother and the way that she poured into him and the importance of that. It was absolutely beautiful. That, that too, was one of my... Yeah, it's one of those things, even now, as I think back on it, I, I, I know I've been walking around with this stupid grin on my face, but I, these moments just flash for me. And, it, it was joyful. There was just a lot of joy uh, in the time. There was, and, something, um, there was something so beautiful about this year's annual conference gathering. It really was a gathering for holy conferencing and celebrating who we are as United Methodists in Florida. And I do feel like people left ready to be the hands and feet, heart and life of Jesus in their communities. They were inspired in these, in these few days together. They were challenged in these few days together. And hope was infused, I think, in every single person, laity and clergy, who were among us. Um, and as you said, and Bishop Berlin said, I think that our hearts were not just strangely warmed, our hearts were set on fire. Yep. I, 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 I really resonated with that. I truly did because if that's the way I was, that was what I was experiencing. I, I do want to say one more thing though. Um, there was uh, one uh, dinner that I went to that I want to lift up. It was the beloved community. Uh, Reverend Dr. Sharon Austin and Erwin Lopez did a fabulous job in bringing together uh, yeah. some experts that talked about 
the issue that we face, and, I, and it, it is, it's it's something that we need to raise our voices about. But it has mm-hmm. to do with gun violence, and how do we how do we deal with that, uh, and and what can we do to to help? Um, so there's there's a calling that's there. There's a lot of issues that are out there, but this is one that I really feel like we can do something about. So yeah, there's that too. I don't want to. I don't want to highlighting that. Thanks for highlighting that, Alice. Yeah. yeah. It was a great. It was a great few days. So good. Well, Derek, I, I'm just so grateful to have, have journeyed it with you, uh, and look forward to 2024. Um, and uh, folks, this, I want you to be thinking about this. If you're listening to this and you've never been to an annual conference before, please talk with your clergy uh, about coming as a as a member to the annual conference uh, next year. We're going to be voting for folks next year uh, who will be. Uh, um, uh, the, I believe the next delegation, 20, yeah. 2025, 20, yeah, leading to 2026, right? So we got to- The year is supposed to be, I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah, but, but so there's that. Um, we're also going to be uh, voting on a, a, a new conference co-lay leader. So, you know, we'll be looking for that. But but more importantly, it's not about, it is about the work, but it's it's about the opportunity to begin to understand the workings of the denomination that we're in mm-hmm. and in the conference mm-hmm. that you're in. So if you've never done it before, please be thinking about talking to your uh, clergy about uh, possibly being a member. And even if you're not, you can still come. Just come and enjoy. There's all yeah. kinds of stuff. They've got an expo. They've got all kinds of stuff that goes on uh, and things that you can join and, and uh, be a part of. So. Yeah. Guests have a really good time at annual conference. They really do. For sure. Well, Alice, thanks so much uh, for being on this episode. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great, a great year. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Derek. It's always fun to do anything with you.